Baker Mayfield. I thought, all oh, right. So they've it, this. I know they're trying to. I know they're trying to replace Tom Brady or whatever. But I, I just, I didn't, I didn't expect much of them, frankly. But they, they've come out and their form in the, the tail end of the season has been pretty strong. They won. I know they lost to the Saints on on New Year's Eve, but I think they won. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five of their last six games. You know that's that's a pretty good run to go on the tail end of the season. And they have home field advantage, so that means they don't have to travel to, to the cold. Uh, Philadelphia, they're playing in nice weather where they can play their their style of football. Baker Mayfield, I think, is just playing with a, a greater freedom, and they managed to know what to get out of him. Because you have to remember, this guy was a a top draft pick. And I think sometimes when you're a top draft pick and you arrive somewhere, there is a lot of pressure on you to fulfill the hype of being a top draft pick. I think Baker Mayfield came came into Florida being like, all right, well, here's your second chance. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, take your money and whatever. So I think he, I don't think he's put himself under as much pressure. He's in an organization that seems to know how to work at him better and has been protected by an offense that is working a little bit better. And as much as, you know, if, if they're playing against an Eagles team who are playing at their best, you know, the Buccaneers lose this, you know, every day of the week. But the Eagles are not are, are not in top form. I think the Buccaneers have a decent chance at this one. I agree. And I'm, I'm, I've been smug about this on Franchise Tag Podcast all year because I spoke about the Buccaneers in the offseason and got laughed at. I mean, they got players on that roster who won the Super Bowl with Brady, not just Mike Evans and Godwin, you know, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, um, to, to name a few. Um, and I've always thought with Baker Mayfield that he's got a hard time because obviously when he was drafted with the Browns and was like, I'm going to take him to the playoffs and he's got that arrogance about him. You know, he's a he's a polarizing figure, right? And again, like Marmite, he, he pretty much is a love it or hate it quarterback. Um, but, you know, even when he, t- I know people who don't like Baker Mayfield hate when people say this argument, but he turned up on the Rams for three days, Thursday night football and won a game. He obviously can play the position. And I saw something the other day comparing his stats to Mahomes. I don't know the passing yardage, but I think Mayfield's now finished 28 and 10 with his touchdown interception ratio. And Mahomes is 27 and 14. And it's a classic case that if you didn't put the names there, but you put the numbers, you know, people would probably then be shocked when you revealed, oh my God, it's comparing Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes. And he deserves a lot of credit to walk into a new team lead them to a divisional title and sort of play the way that he has. Um, and that's coming from me, who's not a fan of their head coach either. So I'm not that I'm putting all the success on Baker. But like you said, it's the perfect time to, for them to play the Eagles because since they've lost both of their coordinators last season, we see the success that Steichen's had at the Colts. Um, and I think people are starting to realise, oh, hang on a minute, with Philly, were they as good as um, they actually were last season? Was it the schedule? Um, was it the coordinators? Is Nick Sirianni really actually doing anything as that head coach? Um, and yeah, maybe now that everything's against them, they might put a performance in. But I think considering that Jalen Hurts got banged up yesterday as well, I wouldn't be shocked if Tampa Bay pulled off. Would you call it an upset? Even though I, I feel like it would be an upset. But... It, it, it's an upset. If you told me at the start of the year that, that the Eagles that the Eagles didn't win the NFC East, I thought, okay, and the, the, the Cowboys obviously had a pretty good season. And if you told me that the day were the fifth season they were going in against the Buccaneers, I was like, okay, Buccaneers are probably seven and nine and top and top the division. <laughs> yeah. Or with that. And they're gonna get hammered out of it. But the way the things have worked out in the last while, that's not the case. It's just the Eagles have been I don't want to say shocking, but they they've been shocking, to be fair. Like they've been just In five or six they've lost. 
Yeah, they lost, they lost five of the last six. Yeah, and people are hammering on, on the Jaguars for losing five of the last six and not making the playoffs. Just because the Eagles didn't did make the playoffs and obviously had a good first half of the season. Uh, like th- that's where uh, they they bought themselves enough time, and I think the the Buccaneers have a great chance of winning this one, and it's simply because it's just a difference in confidence. You know, the Buccaneers are, again are probably playing with less to lose because at, at the end of the day, if they lose, they, they've lost to a team with a better record and a team that was are uh, the reigning NFC champions. The Eagles here, are, like they, they've come in up with all of this momentum and all this expectation. It wasn't that long ago we were talking about them as potential number one seeds, and they've completely fallen, uh, fallen off the, the the wagon here. And you know we'll get on to the Cowboys next, but when it comes to the to the Eagles, like well, you mentioned, there there's a lot of question marks o- over the coaching, even the games they've won. If we go back over the games that, that the Eagles won, I remember watching them against at home against the Cowboys. That was the game they should have lost. If the Cowboys had any backbone, uh, I managed to. In, they had a, a, yeah. a late drive. If the Cowboys had any backbone away from home, because they're great at home, if they were, if they would have had them. You know, there's a lot of teams that even have worse records than the Cowboys that probably would have found a way to win that game. Situationally, at the end, they, they something fell apart for them. Against the Bills, the Eagles were fortunate. Well, so if I, there's, there's plenty of others as well. And any day of the week where you're getting shown up by the New York Giants, and I know I'm saying this as a Patriots fan, we've been shown up by the New York Giants. Any day of the week you're getting shown up, shown up by the New York Giants, 24 to 0. After playing your starters, after playing, you know, after when you have something to play for, because the number two seed in the NFC East title was there to play for. And the NFC East title means more than most divisional titles. Yeah. You know, it means more than an NFC West title. You know, probably more than any other division. I think the actual. Winning your division means a hell of a lot to these teams, to the fans, and to the players. They had something to play for. They went into the Midlands, and they just were not good. I don't, I don't, I don't see them going any further this year. I know there's. I was talking. If if they have a path to the NFC Championship game, it's they managed to find a way to, to beat the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers aren't firing, and they find so their own magic back. And I hope that they play the Cowboys, whatever way it works, that they play the Cowboys in the next round, and then some familiarity kicks in, and they manage to find a way to. To, to get around those because if they play the Lions or the 49ers the next round I don't see them getting any further no I don't either Adam kind of enjoying it it's nice Adam <laughs> happy the Cowboys won the division because they're yeah another thing I've I mean people who know me though the Cowboys are almost like a yeah a, actually I have a bone to pick with you the first time I logged on to, to the to Franchise Tab podcast it was Thanksgiving week and you're wearing a Cowboys jersey you must being, being a patron did I tell you the reason why being a Patriots fan who wears Cowboys jersey and being a United fan that lives in London, you know, you must just like people yelling at them. Wow, getting all shots by that me. I rightfully <laughs> so. I rightfully so. Um, with the, well, I have a rule that if a player's retired, I'm allowed to have his jersey. And I liked Tony Romo. I also liked oh, Roger Starbuck. Um, you, you know, like the old football live shows they used to do on Sky where they do like a 30, 60 minute, well, I say on Sky would show them when they were trying to get people into the NFL. Mm. Like where they'd do that like retired player. Um, yeah, he was he was a really good quarterback for the Cowboys. Um, so yeah, I like them, and I also feel like, well, as you know me now, I kind of like going against the grain, but not even on purpose. It just seems to happen, <laughs> and people don't like the Cowboys, and I think their roster is so good. I mean, at week thirteen, you spoke about this. The Eagles were in for a chance for the one seed. They would the stat was they had a ninety three percent chance of winning the division at that point. So for them to collapse the way they have done, 
for the Cowboys to be eight and zero at home and on a sixteen game, you know, home streak, I don't see, I don't see anyone beating Dallas other than the Forty ers And I know yeah. I've jumped the gun there by jumping onto to, onto the Cowboys, but yeah, with Dallas, like it's, uh, it, it, it was it was my next talk about because I think I think we, we probably said as much about the, about the the Eagles we can and look, I can't wait to have this re- replayed next week and realize that we've been wrong with just about everything. <laughs> If you keep throwing the dartboard, we're gonna we're gonna hit the bullseye. You know, I'm not I'm not Luke Littler. I'm gonna hit the bullseye at some point. But I think the Cowboys. What's interesting is, of course, they're playing at home against the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers have never lost inside AT and T Stadium. But of course, the Green Bay Packers are playing with Jordan Love. I don't know that. Yeah, uh, it's it's you know as as much as there is some momentum and the Packers obviously did a good job defensively against Justin Fields and the Bears at the weekend. They've been a team that. They were a team that I didn't think made, made the playoffs. Remember, I asked you at the, at the, the start of the show: Is there any team that that has, has impressed you or surprised you? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Packers' kind of mid-season run surprised me. I didn't think that they'd make the playoffs. But we look at the Cowboys side of things; they're playing at home. They have a fantastic home record. They managed to, you know, they they got a fortune against the Lions. Uh, they unfortunate against the Dolphins. I think the Cowboys were probably the better team in that game, but the Dolphins, to their credit, managed to find a way to win. You know, and the Cowboys did what the Cowboys do. They had a great midseason run. They played in a fantastic high high scoring shootout against the Seahawks. Um, what was it? Wasn't there one the Thursday after Thanksgiving, and then they, yeah. they go up and the Eagles come in and they give them a good beating, which you know people fans in Dallas love naturally because they're quite big rivals and then they, they and then they, they fall to the Buffalo Bills in in Buffalo and thankfully they don't have to, to, to travel to Buffalo the only way that they're going to be playing away from home is in Levi Stadium and like you said I think it's you know, the 49ers and the Cowboys 49ers have a great record against the Cowboys and that's that's the game they fear I think the Cowboys obviously will fear the 49ers a lot more than they, than they fear yeah. whoever they play in the Super Bowl because once they get to Vegas if they get to Vegas I think you know, there's there's momentum, there's talk. Yeah, and imagine if the Cowboys get get to the Super Bowl for the first time since the nineties. Like the media circus and everything around it will just be incredible. And I think that they're a team that will probably thrive in that rather than succumb under the pressure because they're so used to playing uh, in prime time. The problem with them is is keeping a consistent run during during the regular season. Now that they've got the number two seed, I think that the pressure eased off a little bit because now that we're in the playoffs, they probably have. A better chance, and I, I think they have a they have a good chance of coming up against the the, the Packers this weekend because I don't think the Packers are good enough to deal with the Dallas offense in AT and T Stadium. Yeah, the Packers. I mean, I fortunate that a friend of mine in um, Wisconsin is like a quarterback coach for high school and stuff, and he spoke about Jordan Love since he was drafted and said he liked him. So I was saying to Adam on uh, franchise tag as Packers fan, I really thought he was going to have a good season. I. I said eight and nine or nine and eight, but I didn't think that would be enough maybe for them to sneak in. So kind of glad that they did finish nine and eight. I'm, I don't know if I've imagined that they would do. Are they nine and eight? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it's nine and eight because they were, didn't they have just the same record as the, uh, as the, and they won the tiebreaker. Yes, exactly. They, they won, they won the tiebreaker because I think they've beaten the, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, them and the Seahawks are nine and eight. But yeah, yeah. so I thought they'd be around that mark. I thought you know Matt Lafleur's done well. Um, in I know it's with Aaron Rodgers, but it's an aging Aaron Rodgers. 
So I think the Packers, you know, their pass rush is good as well. But as we've seen with the Cowboys, if they can, I guess they got that Buffalo feel to them, although we were saying one or two years ago, on their day, they can blow out any team. I feel the same way about the Dolphins. There's certain teams in the league that I feel like, whether I like them or not, there are ones that are capable. If they get off to a hot start, they can sort of turn any team over by, you know, 10, even 20 points. Um, and like, I think the Cowboys are probably are capable of doing that. Probably helps that I know schemes change and whatever, but there's some familiar, familiarity there with Mike McCarthy being obviously a former um, head coach for years of, of Green Bay. I think he'll have that motivation there. The players will be motivated. Um, and yeah, even though the Packers have obviously, like you said, never lost, can't be many wins they've got. It's got to be, what, three or four? I can't imagine it's. I know they're just saying they never lost, but it's going to be it's going to be a handful of games, ain't it? Like probably a couple of playoff games. There was that thirty-one. Um, I feel like there was one a couple of years ago where Rogers made a throw down the sideline, um, and they got a late field goal. But yeah, I think I think the Cowboys will get it done, and I would say by a minimum of ten. I've said that now. I'll probably win by like one on the last second field goal. <laughs> no, I just want a, a quick chance or a quick talk to. What I think, certainly from a media perspective, is the game of the week. The Los Angeles Rams playing at the, the Detroit Lions. Firstly, the Rams. You know, obviously, they pull out a win against San Francisco on the last day. Mind you, the 49ers were playing a lot of backup players. Naturally enough, they already have the number one seed. They, they didn't need to do what Dan Campbell did and play some starters only to get them injured. You know, the 49ers yeah. are smart not to do that. Uh, so the, the Rams come in and, like, look... After they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, everyone's like, okay, this, there's going to be a couple of years before these guys get back. And they've been, they have built in this year. And they have used the season well for a team that is on a semi, not a full rebuild, on a semi rebuild mm-hmm. after losing some of the players. They have just, they have managed to learn the lessons. You can tell how good of a coach Sean McVay is, really. I, that's, and, and, you know, we're, we're talking about coaches of the year. Certainly on the NFC side of things, he is one of the best. The way that, that the Rams have, come into the season because in the start they were playing some games they lost some games which you didn't think they that uh, they they should have lost you know they they put it up to the Ravens probably should have beaten the Ravens a few weeks ago on the week that the Niners played the Seahawks you know they are it, that is a, a a strong team and we, we were talking about the Browns earlier being the team that no one wants to face these Rams are going to be tricky and I don't think playing away from home bothers them as much because their home field advantage isn't that partic- isn't particularly strong anyway because of the fan split that's always seen in SoFi Stadium. And the fact that the Lions is a, is a dome stadium means that the Lions can't really use the weather to their advantage, even though they're placed in that part of the country. Yeah, this, 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 I can't call this game. This game is going to be really, really close. And I'm very much looking forward to staying up to watch it. Yeah, I can't call it either. But I've um, asked for the Monday off work because once it come out, I was like, I can't not watch this game. Like, I think I'll be too excited. The storyline with the whole, you know, McVeigh sending Goff off to almost for his career to die in Detroit. You know, people will, t- will talk about, and I think Jared Goff gets a hard time. You know, people forget that he took the Rams to the Super Bowl, and I think he deserves credit for that run when, I'm um, just, he's an excuse to mention that we beat them, you know, one of those six Super Bowls. Um, but, the more know, forgettable of the six, but that, that's... <laughs> a... They all count. That's the main thing. But, you know, he, he, he did feel like that, right? I mean, there was the, the things about he got fed up with him and Jared Goff in a WhatsApp group said something about McVeigh's girlfriend and there's all this drama and he they put the feeders up for Matthew Stafford and then I'm sure when the Rams won the Super Bowl, Jared Goff thought, oh, here we go. But for the, them to turn things around and 
you know, win their first divisional title since what, 1993. And they, it's not, not even just turned around, like to be 12 and five, um, to beat the Chiefs in opening day at Arrowhead, who are defending champs, you know, people stood up and took notice there. Um, I'm saying all of these things, but I completely agree with you that I can't call it. And I think most people would actually pick the Rams because of Stafford knowing Ford Field, um, the motivation to go back there and win, the fact that they've hit, you know, home runs on Kyron Williams and Puka Nakura in the fifth round, who now that they could be starters on that offense for the next three or four years. Um, and also, dare I say it, the fact that I think as much as I like Campbell, McVeigh is one of the best coaches in the league and he probably is a better head coach and on the day if it comes down to fourth quarter and it's a tied game I would lean towards McVay being able to make the calls to give them that victory but either way I think it's going to be a good story whoever wins um, and I, I, there are two teams that I don't think anyone will want to to play in the next round 